Welcome to another episode of What Happened After. This is a really fun one, mostly because it's the first one ever that I'm actually doing by myself. It was equal parts uncomfortable and equal parts fun and a really big learning experience. I talk about it in the episode itself, but as a sneak peek, it's something that I've been wanting to do to kind of push myself out of the comfort zone, to figure out how I can talk to you in a more open way. And I really try to make it a comfortable space for us to have real conversations on this podcast. So this time around, I'm doing a mix of introducing you to who I am, where I come from, what I'm reading, but also talking about things that have been on my mind. So for instance, we're gonna dive deep into the idea of how you can let go of a scarcity mindset and embrace abundance instead, and how doing so can actually open you up to letting go of the habit that I have of creating something out of nothing, when really you can also just create something out of more amazing things that are around you. So without further ado, here's an episode, first one ever, of me having a conversation with you. I am sitting on the floor of the bathroom because it has the best acoustics right now and it's a little bit quieter than hearing the construction coming in through the window. I'm in my pajamas. I am heavily considering what I'm even going to talk about because for as much as I want this to be a get to know me episode, I also know that going Q&A style will probably, I mean, at least for me, not be the most exciting thing. I feel like there's more in a conversation that comes naturally through just having it versus going Q&A. So when I was thinking about how to get this conversation started, I kind of started thinking about it the way I do my essays. So I try to anchor people in a specific moment in time that I'm in, right? So I think that's why I started with the whole, I'm sitting on the bathroom floor because who hasn't been here at one point or the other? And then I work my way out from there and I start talking about the themes that are most relevant in my life at that moment. And in an introduction episode, which granted, I have no idea how to do these. I've always, always either co-hosted a podcast or interviewed someone, which is so much easier because then all you are is the person who asks the questions and the person who prompts the other person. So you're a really good listener and then a good reaction person in these conversations but you're not necessarily the conversation haver which is a whole lot different but when I was thinking about it I was like I think the theme for a get to know me episode pretty much can come down to being under the theme of making something out of nothing I think it's probably the most prominent theme in my life And also the biggest lesson I am trying to unlearn in my adulthood. So I'm 26 right now. I have been podcasting, wow, since I was like 22, um, which is so, so weird. But I started off with a podcast called Creating Espacios, which interviewed Latina trailblazers. So again, back on that path of just really being good at asking questions and paying attention to people as they speak and figuring out what the what thing they said is the best lead on to the next moment in the conversation. But I did that with a co-host at the very beginning and then I did it by myself, but even then I was interviewing someone else. So there was this huge comfort of not necessarily needing to be seen as often or as much and still being able to be a part of the conversation, which is a big way of how I function through the world sometimes. 
I notice so much of it, but I very rarely put myself front and center. So these conversations specifically were very intentional in forcing me to grow and in forcing me to put myself in the middle of this podcast and to give you the chance as a listener to get to know me and how I function, how I think, how I come to grasp on different things. And I... You know, I don't know if this will be interesting (laughs) or not, Um, but for me, it's definitely a learning experience. But back to that whole concept of making something out of nothing, I think it's really punctuated so much of my life and so much of everyone's life. I I grew up in a very scarcity mindset-driven environment where there was never enough. There was never enough money. There was never enough emotional support there was never enough time there was always something that was lacking and we needed more of and I don't think I realized how much that actually impact how I function as an adult up until probably the last year of my life because it drives so much of you and it makes this idea of you being able to make something out of nothing such a prize skill and such a trophy moment of I am so proud of the fact that I can make something out of nothing but I've been asking myself lately is like what if I don't have to what if there's something already there and I don't have to chase the nothingness and the emptiness in order to find something what if I can just start from a place of abundance and build more abundance on that and it's been hard because I don't I didn't grow up in that I lost my mom when I was 10 years old and was raised by my grandmother and my uncle primarily But I have a really large family that's thankfully mostly in New York. Um, My brother's in Jersey. We grew up as this kind of family unit. And the family unit was prized above all else. And finding myself as an individual in that was close to impossible. It's meant breaking apart from a lot of things that my family knows to be true. And finding the space and the energy and sometimes the freaking confidence to break away to be able to say to myself like I love them but maybe some of the things that I learned along the way for survival were necessary then but not so applicable in my life now but it's taken a lot of awareness I don't think the awareness comes like in this pivotal moment of you just sitting around and being like oh I have more abundance now so obviously I can change my mindset For me, it's come through therapy, 45 minutes every Monday for the last six years of my life. Or, aptly, it comes through moments where you're probably on the bathroom floor thinking about what the heck your life is and how you got here and trying to reverse engineer this specific moment of you on the ground and the things or the patterns or the red flags that maybe you could have spotted but didn't have the glasses for and suddenly you're here. And how do I not get here again? This is a much better bathroom floor moment for me than the rest of them have been. There's just a lot of comfort to sometimes being at the most basic and the most simple and like I have no makeup on right now. And in some ways at the most vulnerable to have the conversations that actually matter for me. And it's how I write. So I write essays on my blog, vivnunez.com. But I also post them on IG or some version of them on IG and I'm on Medium and I'm on all these platforms and mostly I'm on them just to find someone who wants to read me (laughs) and to figure out what my voice is and how do I have these conversations and what are the essays that maybe mean the most to people that mean the most to me. And 
it's hard to figure out who you are when and the abundance that you can create when you weren't born into that and when you weren't encouraged in the vein of hey you can create all this awesomeness it's not just about surviving and I err on the side of telling people that like sometimes you just have to survive like sometimes you have to be able to get through the day you have to be able to get through xyz thing in your life and thriving or making the most of it or finding the silver lining just isn't on your agenda because all your energy is going through just making it through the next 12 hours of your life and listen I have been there I have been in a place where everyone telling me that things happen for a reason or that blessings come from really, really empty moments, which is not what I needed to hear. I needed to hear practicality. I needed someone to tell me they would bring me food. I needed someone to hold my hand when it was really scary. And it was only after the like code red moments of those parts in my life that I was able to find the space, the energy, the support, and the momentum to actually find and learn how to build habits out of abundance. Because then you don't feel like you're being constantly attacked or you don't feel like you're constantly being attacked by life or by needing to complete something. You actually just feel really present and grounded and your survival isn't dependent upon the next thing you do. So maybe your understanding of yourself can be. But it does take time. And I think it also takes unlearning a lot of habits. So for instance, like I am so bad at admitting I've made a mistake or I'm so bad at understanding my perfectionism in the vein of things I do and how it influences how I react to things or how I react to people and how I react to my own life and what it's supposed to look like versus what it actually looks like. And that comes from a need of wanting to control a lot of things. And it's something that I've actively had to like catch myself in and unlearn. And it isn't easy, but it helps when you've started building out this skill set and these habits because then it helps you fight things like imposter syndrome, right? So imposter syndrome, for those who don't know, is basically when you think you're a fraud and you think that someone's going to catch you in the lie of however you managed to make it to wherever you are. And then you're going to get found out, you're going to get pushed out, and you're not going to be allowed to take up space or energy or to keep whatever it is that you have right now. It's such a sucky feeling. It is probably the biggest trigger and or reaction to taking up space because the more you take it up, the more uncomfortable sometimes you feel when it hasn't been something that you do regularly. And hey, in my life, it's not something I do regularly. I am constantly learning how to take up more space and how to not feel like I'm a burden and how to not feel like I'm bothering someone by existing in these spaces and to remember that like I own them and I've created my something out of something and found myself in these spaces because I deserve it because I've earned it because I've worked really hard for it or just because I am worthy of them right I think that we forget that one so often because we're in this culture where you work harder you get you work harder you get which is really, really fair, especially when it comes to like sometimes in our careers and stuff. But then there's also these other pockets of moments where you don't necessarily have to earn them. You just have to be yourself to be in them and to be worthy of them. And that's like a whole other subject. But like when it comes to creating something out of nothing, talk about worthiness. Talk about like the fact that no one ever told me I was worthy of love or worthy of belonging or everything of taking up space that was something I had to teach myself through a lot of skin knees through a lot of like 
knees on the floor kind of moments of understanding that my life didn't always have to be a struggle, that there was so much room for me to just be without having to perform, without having to reach a specific milestone in order to earn someone's hug or love. But it comes back for me at least to that moment and that crossroads of how do you make something out of nothing and how do you stop learning how to make something out of nothing, right? Because the more that you can believe that you are worthy, the more that you realize that you have so much to work with and that scarcity has no place and no room in your life in those moments, right? And that starting from a scarcity mindset will almost always exclusively lead you to a anxiety-induced scarcity moment where you are just spiraling out on the fact that this started from scarcity. I, No matter what I achieve, it'll never be enough. And I always feel like I need to do more, like I need to perform more, like I need to work harder, like I need to give more. And when you do it and you start from an abundance mindset of I am worthy, I am able, I am okay to be in these moments and I am more than capable of holding love, holding space, holding energy for this work, then suddenly no matter how hard you fall and no matter how difficult the task at hand may be or how hard the relationship patch is in that moment, you know that at the end of the day, you are worth the outcome of that. And you are worth the getting through, getting out, staying, being present, whatever it may be for you. Like you're worth that. You're worth just being in that moment. And like, it sounds so pretty, right? Like I would want to write all of this down and just put it on my freaking mirror and look at it every day and believe it. But I think that what I've learned the most is that being in an abundant mindset and a growth mentality requires a lot of work. It requires you believing that you are actually worth this and believing it by doing, right? So I usually will write down on a piece of paper all the things that I know to be facts and all the things that my anxiety are telling me are true. And I'll try to counter them and see like, well, no, I'm actually not unworthy of this because I am just worthy even given I am human and I am worthy of love and X, Y, Z things. Or I'll talk to people and I'll text my friends and say, like, listen, I'm having a bunch of imposter syndrome when it comes to this. Because sometimes you can't be the voice of reason in your life. Sometimes you need someone else to be that because you are so muddled by the thoughts that you're having around your own inferiority that no matter what you say to yourself, you're not going to be able to bring yourself out of the hole you've dug. Like you need someone else's help for that. And it took me a really long time to realize that, to realize that I could ask someone to help me climb out of the holes I've dug myself in because I've constantly felt that if I'm digging the hole, then I should be capable enough to bring myself out of them. But it doesn't always work that way. And there's this book I'm reading or rereading for like the fourth time, and it's called President Perfect. It has a lot of tones of religious ideals in them. So there's a lot of mention of God and spirituality and stuff, but and for as much as I am in some ways highly spiritual and I believe in a God and a greater power, um, I'm not, I don't attend a church every Sunday and I don't see faith in that context. But anyway, I, I digress because there's this really cool part where she just talks about God and how often we feel like the problems that we create for ourselves are not problems that God can solve because we're human and we should be able to kind of move ourselves out of those problems without 
needing his help or needing whatever higher power you believe in's help. And she was like, that's so silly because just because I created the problem doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not deserving of the help. And it doesn't mean that God isn't there for me and he's only there for me in X, Y, Z circumstances. Right. And I think that that's another really big part of growing up in this scarcity mindset is this understanding that no one is going to help you from the problems that you feel are very manageable on your own. And then that, honestly for me escalated to a level of perfectionism and of picking up other people's problems and of wanting to fix other people's things that pestilated me in this like she is responsible she is able she is my emergency contact kind of role that I don't necessarily think I signed up for (laughs) and that I've had a really hard time setting boundaries around because I've been so performative that taking the time to actually notice okay, maybe I don't have to do this. Like maybe going above and beyond what I'm actually capable of doing in this moment for someone else isn't awesome or great or something that should be applauded. It is my biggest red flag that I am doing a disservice to myself. And how do I stop myself from doing that? I will be very honest. I think that I've only gotten better at that over the last two weeks. (laughs) So this is your like forewarning that it does take a really long time to unlearn behaviors and to replace them with new ones. And I think it takes an even longer time to not feel guilty about that because for the ways that I set boundaries in the last few weeks, I have felt guilty every single time. And I felt like I was not doing as much as I could possibly do because I know I'm capable of helping in more ways or bigger ways or doing picking up XYZ thing. But there had to be a give off for me. There had to be a point where I was like, you know what, like I can't because I know I'm capable of doing so much more, but there comes a point where me giving to someone else's cup is no longer from my overflow. It's more from my my actual cup. And the more I do that, the more depleted I get and the less energy I have to build myself up when I have a hard moment this week or when, or to make room for the stuff that I want, need, and have in my own life. And how am I hurting myself in an effort to help save someone else? And these are questions that I've been very presently asking myself over the last few are probably the best place to get to know me because I think it underlines so much of who I actually am and who I'm trying to unbecome and who I'm trying to become. I am a writer. I'm the founder of Too Damn Young, a site that focuses on young adults who are grieving. I'm a podcaster. I am on Instagram, constantly sharing words that I wish someone had shared with me but I'm also a girlfriend and a sister I am an aunt I am who I am to myself and I think at my core I'm trying to figure out a way to be more to myself than I am to others at least for a little while and at least until I find balance and how to be equal parts to myself and equal parts to someone else because I don't know how to do that well and I don't think a lot of us know how to do that well And we ultimately come across these moments in our lives, whether it's in our careers or in our personal lives, where figuring out how to do that usually comes down to a crisis moment. And I don't want that because I've been at those crossroads and it takes a little bit longer to rebuild from there. So when I was 21, um, so it's 11 years after my mom passed away, 11 years of my grandmother having been my legal guardian and like the parental role in my life and she was 85 and she got sick 
and I became one of her primary caretakers in an even bigger way than I had realized I already was. And I was signing papers and I was in the hospital, in the ICU, making decisions for her that I had never even considered in my wheelhouse. And when she passed away, so it was about five months in and out of the hospital from November 2013 to March 2014. And when she passed away, I I did not know who I was. I was a senior in college, about to graduate, had interned at all these magazines, had wanted to pursue a career in magazines, had spent most of my time either in school or taking care of her. And suddenly I had all this time back and I had all of this energy and I did not know how to harness it. So it turned into anxiety and it turned into depression and it turned into freezing at the chance of doing anything in my life like living because I had lived for someone else for the majority of it. And the shock of having this time to live for myself was so annihilating that I would have panic attacks and I would not know what to do next. Coming back from that was maybe one of the hardest things of my life because I had to acknowledge that I was 21 and bankrupt in my life, basically, emotionally bankrupt, physically. And I was starting from a zero that made me feel like scarcity mindset was the only thing I was going to be able to hold on to. And to get to where I am now, six years later, and feel like an abundant mindset has to be my point A, has been years in the making and has exerted so much energy from me that I don't want to necessarily repeat it. (laughs) I don't think that the only way you can learn how to thrive or how to treat yourself better is by going through crisis. I don't think that you need the breakup, the heartbreak, the grief, the loss to realize that there are moments in your life that you would maybe want to do differently and you would maybe want to treat yourself differently and how can I be a better friend, a better person to myself? I don't think you need those crisis moments. The more that you can believe that in yourself, the easier it is then to say, okay, if I don't need those crisis moments, then what do I need? More often than that, you need time and you need space and you need to be quiet long enough to figure out where you're actually starting from. So I think maybe that's why I'm on the bathroom floor (laughs) recording this because I think it's where... I'm the quietest often and I sit often in the, I'll sit on the bathtub when taking a shower or a bath and I'll just kind of think for a little bit about where I am, where I want to go, how I want to get there. And it's where my mind is the clearest and where I can hear myself the most. And I have a really strong gut. Like it's not like I'm pushing my gut down all the time or my intuition, but there's only certain voices you can hear in the quiet. And some of them require that. And for me, my gut, my intuition, my ability to see myself as more than what I convince myself I am requires a little bit of solitude and a little bit of silence. And I don't think you should feel guilty if that's who you are too. Because often it's in finding out who you are in those moments and figuring out how that best performs for you that you can start making changes and you can start figuring out what do I actually need? What are the gaps in my life? How do I get myself from here to where I want to be? And another thing you can definitely jot down on the Vivian column of things that are very true about me is the fact that I have such an issue being where I am when where I want to go is something I know and can't get to yet. It's probably the biggest thing I bring up in therapy every week is just, well, I'm here, but I want to be over there and I can't because it requires action from someone else or it requires time and patience and energy or something that I just can't do right now it's where my anxiety really comes through because I feel like I'll never get there 
and I feel so impatient and my perfectionism wants to push me there even if I'm not ready for it or even if I'm like not capable of handling it in this moment but I think that when you start being in this quiet like I would have never been able to realize that so much of my insecurities and my anxiety comes from the fact that I wanted to be perfect and that I'm uncomfortable being in the present moment if I hadn't sat quietly long enough to talk to myself and if I hadn't taken myself seriously which I think is the other big part of trying to create something out of nothing is this idea of can I take myself seriously enough to figure out how I can create something and can I take myself seriously enough to see my life for what it is and all the abundance and worthiness it already has so that the something I create is so much bigger than what I have right now and then can I admit to myself that I am not starting from nothing I'm not starting from emptiness I am starting from so much love, patience, X, Y, Z thing, insert your thing here. And doing that actually makes it so much more awesome to build and then to feel like you have the energy for it and to feel like you know the person who you want to become. There was a really long time when I was scared to become the bigger version of myself. And I think there are still moments and days when that is very true. Because becoming that version of myself means having to be that version of myself and grow into that version of myself and own the version of myself that can do a lot and can hold herself accountable for it. Because there's a comfort in playing it small and in not taking up space and in fading into the background. But what you get in comfort, you give up in potential and you give up in happiness and you give up in excitement and energy because all of your energy is going into keeping yourself really, really tiny and holding yourself down. And imagine the world you could create for yourself if the energy was exerted and put into taking up more space and learning how to be a small fish in a really, really big pond. So as I start wrapping up this conversation with myself, which apparently I can very much talk for 29 minutes and 17 seconds, um, the the part of myself that I would want to leave you with is that I'm in it, you know, just as much as you are. And my what happened after, a lot of people wanted to say that it was the losses I had in my life. But I think for me, it hasn't been that. It's been the gains. It's been realizing how much love I feel for my partner in my relationship and how I'm not always the most capable of taking that love and pouring it back out or how uncomfortable they get in certain situations with it and how much learning there still is for me to be a better partner. But then also how worthy I am to be in the process of doing that and of accepting the love and also learning to have it and hold it all at the same time. The same with my career. I love all I get to do but I am constantly learning how to hold on to it and not feel an imposter syndrome or guilt that I'm not performing at an x level because where I am right now is already so abundant and is already something I can really build magic on and believing that in myself has to be the first step to actually doing away with the habits I learned growing up and figuring out how to let go of some of the unhealthy habits or the unhealthy perspectives and mindsets that I inherited. And 
my family did their absolute best and I love them. And I've learned more from them about family and the power of community than I have from anyone else in my life. So now I get the chance to use what they taught me that is really useful for my life and build upon that in a way that they maybe didn't ever even notice they gave me. And so we're not starting from nothing. We're starting from something. And then the next something we create gives someone else a chance to start from a bigger something. So hopefully these will be in every other episode kind of episode where I'll do an interview one day, one week and a talk to myself on every other week. Um, or if you hate these, then maybe not at all again, ever again. But if you like what you heard, um, let me know on Instagram because it'll build my confidence and it'll also give me something. If you have suggestions, it'll give me something to talk about over half an hour. But all in all, I really hope that whether I do this again or not, that this specific conversation resonates for you and gives you a push to just create and be and understand and believe in your own worthiness because it's worth it to build upon a foundation that's already there that you don't have to fight for and that you can just exist in because the outputs that you'll create, whether in love and life and career, will be so much bigger and larger and more well-grounded than you could have ever imagined. Thank you for making it to the very end of a 30-minute conversation with myself. I'll be honest, as I was recording it, I didn't really think I was going to be able to make it past five minutes of talking to myself. Um, But it turned out to be a really cool conversation that I think I'll hold close to my heart for a long time coming. So like I said in the end of the episode, my hope is that every other Tuesday we'll have these mini combos between me and you. And then next Tuesday, you can expect another interview with someone really amazing who will offer their own insights onto how they manage their own before and afters. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and to leave a review if you like what you're hearing. And I'm always open to feedback and to comments and to any thoughts you have on who we should have on the podcast or where I should go with these conversations next over on my Instagram at Vivian. See you next Tuesday.